welcome to the podcast, Leading and Growing Your Real Estate Business by Coach James Short. This podcast is designed to help you with strategies, insights, and ways to increase sales, build and lead high-performing teams, and ultimately grow your business. Your host, James Short himself, also shares some of his secret sources on how he helps his own clients achieve business growth quickly and easily. James has been coaching those in the real estate and property industry for close to 10 years now, and his clients keep on saying, since working with James, their results have been outstanding, giving them more money, time, and fulfillment. James is offering a free strategy call to those listening to see how he can assist you to take your business to where you want to go. Simply go to jamesshort.com.au forward slash strategy and book in a time today. Now on with the show. Hi and welcome to another edition of Leading and Growing Your Real Estate Business. This is Coach James Short and oh my goodness, are we lucky or are we lucky to have this next special guest on the show today? Her introduction is the introductions of introductions. Sadna Smiles, the CEO of Property Management for Harcourt International, she is one of the leading industry movers and shakers. She, oh, it's just phenomenal, right? So let's go through some of her um, awards, accolades, and just how she's making a difference in people's world. In 2002, she brought a walk a mile in her shoes to Victoria, getting 250 men and women to walk a mile in Melbourne in high heels. Oh my goodness, would have loved to see particularly those guys. This is now a national event for the group across Australia, raising funds for White Ribbons Breaking the Silence to Schools program and making a clear statement as a group that violence against women is not okay. Love it. She's also uh, founded Lynx Fiji, which is a not-for-profit focused on providing pap smears to women in remote islands. Cervical cancer is one of the highest causes of death for women in Fiji due to lack of testing. Now, she is 2013 Victorian Telstra Businesswoman of the Year. She's been named the AFRWBC 100 Women of Influence in Australia. She won the Victorian Leader Management of the Year with Institute of Managers and Leaders. The list goes on. She's also published her first book in 2013, which is called People Power. Did you have them at Hello? A step-by-step guide to developing and managing high-performance-driven teams. We are super excited to have her on the call today. Wow. I mean, we could go on for all, all day. Please so don't. Good to have you Thank you. <laughs> Please don't. <laughs> actually embarrassing when you start reading. I love it. I love it. It's so good. So impressive. So impressive. Thank you for your time today. I really appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Um, let's go back to, I guess, where it all started with, with your journey within the real estate. How did you end up into the real estate world? Yeah, it's a good question. I actually started off as a receptionist years yep. and years ago. I think I may have been 20 or 21 at the time. I made a terrible receptionist. I was one of those ones that cut people off all the time and <laughs> write messages and phone numbers and I didn't last very long at the front counter and the um, dear old gentleman that I worked for at the time he was a lovely guy he's not around anymore and the business is long gone and I remember him walking down the stairs and sort of you know calling out my name and having a conversation with me around how I needed to move on <laughs> from the front desk <laughs> and, um, and he put me into an admin role and I kind of just um you know, for years, just floated through the industry, did various jobs, um, you know, worked for 
some great businesses, big businesses, mm. did some temping for a while, travelled a lot. And, and then, you know, I think probably got serious about my career post my divorce. I think there's nothing better than um, poverty or potential poverty to, to yeah. give you a boot um, to get serious about stuff. Yeah. And I think it like it's the whole motivation of the pain and pleasure component, right? And, and yeah. I think when, when people are, have that, oh, sometimes they're back against the wall, we need to take some action or we need to do something a little bit differently, which obviously you, you have and, and look what you've created. It's been a huge journey. And so well done. Congratulations. Thank you. Um, so where are you now? So CEO Property Management Hardcourts International, what, what does that look like for you? Yeah, so I've, t- I've been in this role now for six months and I took it on because, you know, for real estate agents, there's been a lot of talk for a number of years now around, you know, we're going to be disrupted, we're going to be uberfied, and, you know, all, all, all of that discussion. And we've been waiting for it to happen in sales. And what's happened is that we've been so focused on it happening in sales that we've forgotten about the other half of our business that we all have in this industry, and that's property management. Yeah. And that is the area that is an overused word, but it is being disrupted. And that's because that is the one area we have long-term relationships with our clients and their expectations are changing, being driven by other industries and other interactions that they have and then they bring those same expectations to us and what we've got at the moment is this environment where our frontline managers who are the people who deliver the service, we have a gap between the expectation of the client and what we're doing and we've got to close that gap really fast and if we don't then um i really fear for what could potentially happen you know more and more businesses or um investors will say well why can't i do this on my own you know you're the middle guy if you're not giving me what i want i can cut the middle guy out we've seen that happen in so many industries across the globe right so um my move into property management was around really looking at this part of the business all the changes that are happening, people, technology, um, systems, processes, and and looking at how do we drive our business, how courts forward as quickly as we can so we become the market leaders in this space. Fantastic. That would be so exciting because you can have, draw upon your experience, your knowledge, and and other experts that you deal with on a day-to-day basis in and outside the industry to really get a good grasp on that and go, let's go blue sky thinking, what could it be like? How could we you know, do better, be better, have better results for, for our, our clients and, and what would that look like? So that's, wow, that's exciting. Yeah. Um, obviously, there's been some challenges along the way to, to get to where you are today and, and obviously those challenges have shaped you. You've already mentioned a challenge previously. What's some of those standout challenges that you th- can share with us today around that you've learned from, you've come through the other side, but have really, I guess, taken you personally to another level? Well, I think like, Throws challenges to you all the time, right? So it, it's how you manage it. And, you know, from a business perspective, some of the challenges I face today is my desire to drive the business forward probably a lot faster than people can keep up with me. And, and that is one of the things in a leadership role you've got to be so aware of because, you know, I have a vision, I have a direction, I have drive. And then you look around and you go, there's no one here with me. Come on, hurry up, hurry up. (laughs) (laughs) You were there 10 minutes ago and now you're not here with me right now. Um, So actually acknowledging the fact that not everybody is going to work at the same pace 
way to. Um, And so that some of the deliverables are going to take a little bit longer than what they need to. That's probably my biggest challenge. And and then, you, you know, when you do that in a business, you ultimately put pressure on the people that you work with, mm. uh, that you demand the results from. And so you've got to be really aware around, you know, how, how is that team going to react overall? So it's one of those real double-edged swords environments, right? You want to move forward. You have to move forward. Your clients are demanding you move forward. You've got to drag people along with you and along the way make sure that you don't lose people. Yeah, so true. So true. And we're going to get into the teams in a little bit in in a minute. But I want to hear also some of the wins. I mean, you've had some extraordinary wins. Um, what's some of those? What is a win that you look back and go, I'm super proud of that? Oh, you know what? And, I, and this is probably going to sound really cliched. And it's nothing to do with my business. It's something to do with my family. I look at my two kids and they've grown up in an environment with a single mum. She's worked her ass off to get to where she's got to. Yep. And, um, you know, when I went through my divorce, my kids and I were estranged for a period of time. And it's one of the hardest things to go through as a parent. And, and when we sort of reconnected, one of the things I said to them was that I'm never going to lie to you again. I'm never going to hide things from you, to, from you guys again. And, and we need to have such a close connection moving forward that no one or anything is ever going to come between us. And we have done that. And the three of us are very connected. We all have our own lives. We're all super independent of each other. But there's this beautiful codependency that we have that is very, very healthy. And what I'm really proud of is, you know, my daughter is um, a mini me. And, and I feel very sorry for her, <laughs> for her future employers. Because she's a hell of a lot more than what I did. Did she start at reception? <laughs> she did, actually, for me. Um, and, and I look at her and I go, you know what, tick the boxes. I'm, I'm so proud of, of who she is. Mm. And my son, who's turning 21 this year, and he's going to be the guy who gets in the workforce and will expect women to be at the same level, will expect women to be in leadership roles, knows what it's like to be a woman who's had to work in environments where that expectation wasn't there and seen a mum work really, really hard to get to where she's got to. So I look at my two kids and I go, do you know what? I'm okay with how you guys turned out. That's so good. It, it is a proud moment, right? And you look back at your kids and what who they're becoming independently and as an individual, but from your teachings, the beingness that you've been and the lessons that you've demonstrated, like that, beautiful. Well done. Congratulations. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, families are teams, right? We, we, we grow up with within our own uh, family unit as our own little team and then as we go into business and we build our own teams and you would have seen some amazing teams through all the different offices that you worked with yeah. um, both in and out of the, the industry what do you feel that makes I mean and you've even written a book book about it what do you feel that makes up a like a winning team you know, and, and that beautiful saying that people have out there which is culture is strategy for breakfast yeah. so um when I first heard that, I was like, really? How does it work? But categorically, culture is, is the most important thing in any business. Now, that's not an easy thing to achieve, though, and it takes years for the right culture to happen in your business because, you know, it, it's not just about the behaviours. It's about the type of people you have in the business, yeah. uh, how committed they are, how connected they are to the vision, 
you know, how well your business is performing, how you're performing as a leader, the stresses you bring out of work. Like if there are so many variables, yeah. so many influences around that one concept, which is culture, which really is how we do business here. And then you add the layer of clients and technology and all that sort of stuff. And it's a really, really hard thing to create, yep. to keep, and, and then to keep build, building on it purely because one individual isn't in control of it. Correct. Yeah, that is so true. And so if you then if you if you then segue that into leadership, right? Because you mentioned, you know, the importance of, of having a leader in, you know, and everyone's part of the culture, but there's there's that leader or leaders within the organization. What do you feel that makes up good leaders and where do you find that most businesses fall down in relations to leadership? Yeah, there's a great, you know, people can Google this, but the, the whole concept of leadership shadow, right? It's what you say, how you act, how you prioritise, how you measure, and, and, and what is the shadow that you cast across your business. And one of the things that I've learned, and, and it's really easy to do in a leadership role, is, is no matter what happens in your business, the buck ends with you, right? It always ends with you at the end of the day. And so looking in the mirror, as opposed to pointing out the window, is, is one of the critical things that we've got to learn as a, as a leader. If something goes wrong, I've got to look at myself first before I point the finger at anybody else. The second part of that is that, and one of the things that I've learned through my experiences and watching other businesses is, you know, when you put a goldfish in a bowl, that goldfish is never going to outgrow that bowl, right? It's the same thing with leadership. Your business is never going to outgrow your leadership, regardless of how awesome you think you are. It's never going to do that. Yeah. So having an environment where you have the right people around you who have the ability to have those strong conversations with you, to hold up the mirror and to be able to listen and to say, you know what, that time I got it wrong or I do need to change some of my behaviours. Leadership is a journey. You learn all the time. Yeah, totally. And, and it's a constant evolving, right? Gilbert says, who's, who works with our leadership team, Gilbert says it, the competition is against you all the time. It's you against you, right? It's not you against the world. It's you against you. And it's such great advice around leadership. Um, and I kind of really go back to that whenever I find myself in that space where I'm pointing out the window and not at myself. So true. Love it. Love it. And, you know, you mentioned Gilbert and you mentioned a few others in the past. Who have been some of those mentors or, or people of influence that have really helped you, guide you, shaped you um, to where you are today? Probably, the, I mean, the, the most important people I work with are, 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 you know, my biggest mentors or people who I've, I've got. I've never really had any formal uh, mentoring relationship but Gilbert Anoka who is the leadership coach of the All Blacks has probably been one of the biggest influences on my in my life and you know he gave me a piece of advice many many years ago now and that was master the system and find a way to make it work for you and it was just a one line it was said to me over breakfast and that one line I've carried you know in the last seven years of my career with Harcourts because no matter where you work there is a system in place Totally. Right? No matter where it is, you've got to master the system, make it work for you. And, and that's when you become successful. And then there've been others along the way. You know, people have given me some amazing opportunities. You know, Mike and I are in green um, and Paul Wright, who own Harcourts, opened the doors up for me and they gave me some amazing opportunities to do all the things that I've done. You know, you don't achieve all the things that you achieve in your business world if you don't have a tribe of people who support you along the way. 
right? Sure. So um, they're probably the key people in my current world right now who've um, who've opened doors for me and kept it open, uh, and and that that's been critical to my success. Love it. Oh, I love those quotes. I love those. They just just sing so true to the heart. It's beautiful. Um, so if you were to give three pieces of advice yep. for those looking to to grow their their business, what would be those three pieces of advice, Paul? Um, if you're looking at growing your business, the first thing I think would be um, the culture piece mm-hmm. um, is, is to be really clear on what you want your culture to look like and then treat it like a living organism. You need to water it, you need to feed it, you need to fertilise it, you need to show it some love and respect, you know, because otherwise mm-hmm. your culture is not going to be what you want it to be. The second piece of advice will be um, empathy. At the end of the day, people mm. remember how you make them feel and you're not always going to get it right. Either. None of us are perfect. Um, we all work under high-pressure roles, particularly in leadership, and when things sometimes are not going the way you want it to go, um, you know, elements of personalities come out that that you know, you may need to reflect on. So empathy is, I think, a big piece around that leadership piece. Um, And the last piece um, would be high levels of self-awareness. It is knowing that at that point you were 100% right, you know, or I'm sticking to my guns on that, or I know I'm going to cause some disruption in this conversation, or this is my firm belief and I'm not moving and I'm not shifting um, but to have high levels of self-awareness of all the choices that you make as a consequence, yeah. either either as on a result for you or on other people. And it's advice I've given my kids all the time. Do what you want to do. Aim for the stars. Aim higher. But understand every decision that you make, every choice that you make has a consequence. Be prepared to pay the price. So true. So true. And I think those that I see all those three pieces of advice beautifully entwine amongst one another right like the culture with the empathy everything is just it's looking at in the self-awareness it's all that they're all intertwined and that's where i guess looking at that can really take you as a business leader but also the business to to the next level because it is it's so important all those three elements and i think if i if if i was going to add a fourth one in there if i can sure um, and, and that would be, I believe, and particularly where we are today globally as leaders, for those of us who are privileged enough to have leadership positions, yeah. you must stand for something. Yeah. You must stand for something. And what you stand for must come from your core. Yeah. Not everybody may agree with it. Not everybody may be aligned with it. Not every, everybody may be connected with it. But you, you must stand for something from your core and make a difference around it. And, and I think that is the biggest piece, I believe, at times is missing from good leadership. Yeah. We spend too much time pleasing the crowd as opposed to taking a stand. Yep. Love it. So true. So true. So what does the next two to three years look like for you? Um. I'd like to see the Harcourt's property management business evolve and, and become the market leader from, from a business perspective. Yep. From a personal perspective, I, I have a, a business myself that I own, a, rent, a small rent role. I'd like to see that grow. And I'd like to retire in six years' time. I, I, I do. I, I want to retire in, in six years' time and 
you know, sit in Positano and have a very nice glass of champagne and spend the last, you know, 20 plus years of my life actually enjoying and reaping the rewards of the hard work that I've done. And so for me, it's, it's very much been focused on the last, I've got six years, yep. you know, do what I need to do, and then I'm out of here. Somebody else can take this, you know, baton and run with it, but I'm, I'm out of here. I, I want to enjoy, I don't want to be this person who hangs on to, a business life because I've got nothing else to do. Yeah, so true. Love it. Love it. So how can how can the listeners, how can the tribe find out more about yourself and your journey and, and what's coming up? Hey, uh, lots of lots of ways. I mean, um, you can connect with me on LinkedIn. You can ask me to speak at your conferences yeah. or events that you've got. I love to do that. I love to share my story with people. Um, I'm, I'm a big one for giving up my time. If people want to connect with me and see me, have a coffee with me, you know, I'm, I'm, I believe in that uh, reciprocal relationship. You give me something, I give you something, and it works for both of us. Yeah. I think that's what makes the world go around. Um, you know, my blogs. Um, I'm always having a rant about something somewhere, <laughs> you know. So. <laughs> oh, love it, love it. Well, thank you so much for your time, energy, expertise, and, and everything, everything in between. It's lovely to chat. I love to really find out your journey and, and, and just to, to get those gold nuggets and, and really have that awareness. So really appreciate your time. Sadna, thank you once again. Thanks, James. Thanks for having me. 